You have to really look at who you are and what you are. You have to be realistic in the vision of what you're going to do. Sometimes things work out very easily for someone, but it takes perseverance. You have to have a plan and a vision to be able to create that type of content for yourself, for your business, and to make that part of spreading, I guess, the joy of who you are. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. I am joined today by Howard Walpuff. He is the Chief Marketing Strategist at Profit Master Business Solutions. And y'all, he has done a lot of great stuff, including launching three businesses. I'm going to let him take us right into it in terms of what he does. And he has something very special at the end of the interview that he wants to share with you. Hey, Howard, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation to come out and spend some time with our listeners. Tell me, what exactly does a small business marketing strategist do? I work one-on-one with small business owners to really address the questions that they have about their business and being a business owner. I've learned through my career and specifically working with business owners that most business owners didn't learn what they needed to, to run their business in college because those classes weren't offered. They went to college and they learned how to be an employee, not an entrepreneur. So small business owners hire me to build their business confidence and competence to exceed expectations because most have a business in a state of chaos, are lacking guidance, and are frequently overwhelmed. So I redirect their energies, create accountability, accelerate performance, actually doubling their revenues, and the process making them love their business again. Okay, the part about doubling revenues, love it. (laughs) And I know the people that work with you love it as well. So what are some of the biggest issues that small business owners face? I can categorize it in a couple of ways. One, there's a number of different structural pieces that they may have skipped over when setting up the business because they did not know what they needed to address, whether that was on the sales, the marketing, the branding, the HR, the accounting pieces that go along with that. And then these business owners went to business because they have a passion for something. Let's say they were, they're a plumber and they want to own their own plumbing business. So their skills are in plumbing, not in marketing, not in sales, not all these pieces. So they're really throwing spaghetti against the wall and trying to figure out what's going to stick instead of having things that are measurable and uh, that you can then determine what is working, what is not working, and really try to generate revenues based on general strategy that's out there. And then you try to find ways to individualize it for your business, your needs, your personality, and really understanding what your, who your customer is and what they're looking for. Do you have any special tools that you use when you're working with these business owners? I start with looking at, let me take a step back. When I start with them, I spend about two hours with a full audit of their business. And it's, I usually call it the good, the bad, and the ugly meeting because I really want to know what's going wrong and the history behind all of it. From there, I have an understanding of what's working and what's not working. I find that a lot of business owners have not implemented some simple things into their business that will help revenue grow based on what their website looked like and how they're speaking to an audience, how their offerings are, what their price structure is. Those things very easily can be implemented in as we're starting on the individual needs that the the business has. Most people don't realize that there's a journey that their prospects and customers are on. 
and their journey hopefully will take them to their storefront, to their website, but you really have to be addressing the two questions that are going on in the head of the prospect. There's a problem that they have they don't want, a result they want they don't have. And if you're able to address both of those questions, then they're going to want to learn more and stay on your website and look at your offers and, uh, and hopefully start a conversation so that you can then create the, the relationship needed to become a client. And so there's something that you said initially that is so interesting to me. Um, you said that the business may be structured wrong. Is, that may be one reason. How do you know just from uh, when you first interface with the business that the business is structured wrong? You have to walk backwards. I have a checklist of the things that small business owners need to do before launching a business. I actually have a book coming out very shortly that really goes into each one in detail. And so really as a manual, because again, I'm a true believer that this really wasn't taught to people in college. Now colleges are doing a better job with some of the programs that they have for some schools, not all, uh, when it comes to this. But I went to business school and they didn't teach me about uh, entrepreneurship and business ownership. It taught me how to handle marketing for a corporation. There's a lot of expectation on this business owner who's really running fast at that point, trying to get everything started and getting going because they have to try to generate revenue as quickly as possible. And uh, sometimes little things are, are skipped along the way. That could be a problem. Sometimes it's not a problem at all. And it's just trying to analyze whether that's the case and what the challenges are. And I don't want you to give away all the secret sauce because I know you said you have a book coming out, but could you give us just a little sprinkle to let us know some of the steps that small business owners need to take before they launch a business? I'll start with some of the basics because it's interesting. I'm a podcast host as well, and I'm creating a podcast specifically for this book. And someone I had on last week was talking about accounting and taxation. And so he just broke it down very quickly. First things first, you have to get an EIN, a tax number from the IRS so that you are setting yourself up as a business. You then have to see you need that so you can set up a bank account for the business. So you're not intermixing your personal bank account with the business's bank account. So that's a basic step that I would say 95% of the businesses do, but some don't. And they're just running with their social security number and their own account and then everything gets confusing. It gives you the gist of the certain things. We're talking about um, the right insurance for businesses, so some of the other structures that really need to be thought about and discussed beforehand. If you're, if you're discussing, you're creating an LLC, you really have to have a business plan as well. Did you create a business plan or just said, I'm opening up my doors and I'm going to be the best plumber out there and tell everybody? I like using plumbers as an example, but, but that happens a lot and there is no business plan. So what is the, what goals are you trying to achieve other than just make money? I want to put a pin in that for a moment because you said two things that I want you to go deep on. One, you have a book coming out and a podcast. Please tell us the name and where we can find the podcast and the book. It will be available on Amazon. It's going to be called Small Business Owner 101. Of course, you were not taught in college to be a business owner entrepreneur. The podcast will be Small Business Owner 101. It'll probably be out in my goal is to have that out in January, the, the latest I do have a podcast out called Some Small Business Marketing Then and Now, where I have spoken to 101 small business owners talking about their marketing journeys and what they did to let people know the doors are open and how they've marketed themselves along the way. That is so good. So listen, if you are listening to this episode, definitely go support Howard. Tune into the podcast. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want to miss that without letting people know how to find those things. What issues? Because 
college looked a little bit different prior to COVID, in my opinion. So what issues to college graduates, what do they face on becoming an entrepreneur or a small business owner? If you did not take part in a business program, so I'm in my mind, I'm thinking about my nieces at Florida State University, I actually visited there this week with my son as we're looking at schools. And they really do have a very focused program. She's in a sales program and they're teaching them specifically about sale and how to address people and the whole process, which I think is phenomenal. But if you don't have access to programs like that and schools like that, you just went there and you had your 120 credits and maybe you majored in um, English or accounting or something somewhere in between. And now you want to start a business. You really have to do your own research about what to do. Again, there's about 18, 19 steps before you start your business to make sure you have everything checked off. But also really the key is that business plan, having an understanding of what's the goal, where where are you going to put your energies, what other people are going to be a part of the process, and making sure that you are monitoring everything because at some point you're going to grow where you need employees. At what point are you not wearing all the hats at the same time and hiring a human resources person or outsourcing with one of these human resource services that are out there and with your marketing and social media and those pieces and your accounting and bookkeeping. The good thing is you don't have to be alone in the process. The I call it the challenging thing is you have to make sure you're monitoring when those things are necessary for your expansion and to have the funds available to invest in that. And all the while having someone to be a sounding board to help you through the process. That's really a lot of what I do as a business coach. And the thing that I really like about the advice that you're giving is that you are not a microwave guru. You've actually launched businesses yourself. I've been very fortunate in my career. When I was younger, I got a job. I was, I've had a lot of experience in sports marketing. And in New York, a big sports venue was being built at Chelsea Piers. It's been around for about 20 years or so at this point. And I was involved in the construction process and building the back ends of the operations and marketing of all the different sports venues there. And that was a launch back in the last century, 1996. Also with the launch of a minor league baseball team back in the early 2000s and a website for college football and the Southeast Conference. So very different types of businesses, all three, all dealing with people and their passions and lots of different lessons along the way in the process of creating and constructing and implementing. Awesome. And so now you've transitioned and actually the thing that you did, you're helping other business owners do. Yes. Awesome. Tell me this, what opportunities do you see for small business owners now? Because so many more people are working remotely now and you have the solopreneur, the mompreneur, and you have people that are creating digital assets. Do you see any new opportunities for small business owners? I think there's always an opportunity around the corner. I think it's part of it is planning and having an expertise in something. You really have to have a passion and a knowledge for whatever you're doing. The world has definitely changed over the last four years or so. This, I think, over the course of 2023 into 2024, I would say we're more back to normal than we have been. But there are people who are still working differently. And it depends on what you are creating. Again, my example, the plumber may would want to have some sort of storefront and storage area for equipment and and then create a team in the process. Someone who's creating digital assets may be able to work from home and uh, and not have that kind of overhead. So it's having the right concept, but then also having the right strategy to implement it. 
one thing that I think is interesting, and I know you've talked about it before, but it's the concept of hidden revenue and finding hidden revenue. What are some opportunities as it relates to that for small business owners? I think first and foremost, it depends on what you are selling and what you're offering. There's a lot of different opportunities within the pricing strategy that you can create new ways, for, if you haven't implemented before, new ways to create revenues. The best example really is McDonald's, who's done a great process in implementing something that's, let's start with the upsell. So you're buying, a, you want a small soda, they're going to say, would you like a large soda? And you're already buying the soda, so you may say yes. Now they've made, what, another dollar in the process. Cross-sell, they're the, the most famous line when it comes to McDonald's is, do you want fries with that? You bought it earlier, <laughs> but now you're offering you French fries. Yeah, I guess I want a French fries too. Um, now they've added more revenue into into their sales for that individual sale and then multiply that after everyone that they, they ask, asking if you want a dessert, all, all these different pieces. So if that's not that does not have to only happen in a fast food uh, establishment. This could also happen when you're doing different types of contracts one-on-one uh, -on -one and different opportunities within your businesses, just knowing what kind of bundling you can do that people would have an interest in and see the value in spending more money in the process. Well, has this always been your dream? Did you know as a little kid, this is what you wanted to do with your life? I guess <laughs> my, my dream when I was younger was probably to play baseball. And I was able to fulfill that, that dream somewhat and I had the understanding where that of my limitations when I did work in minor league baseball. Uh, it was great when at the end of the season, the manager gave this, the front office that batting practice and we were able to swing and it was great, but I knew very well I was never going to be the shortstop of the Yankees uh, from that experience. My, my age alone was, I missed the window, but yeah. I've always done things to help people and marketing always has been in my blood. So I evolved into this where I was working as a vice president of accounts at a marketing advertising agency and we had a great lead generating process, but the, the sales pitch was not what I would have had suggested. Uh, but in the, I would learned throughout that small business owners had needs and that was what the CEO was focusing on the needs, but they didn't all have the right budgets to address certain things. They were, he, in this case, we wanted to pitch a full audit of the business for $2,500. That would then tell us exactly what we needed for the, the marketing and advertising campaign, which would be a much larger sum after that point. A lot of these businesses didn't even have the $2,500 because they didn't have a line item for marketing. So I, I saw that being a need to address with a lot of these business owners. So was it that they didn't have the line item or did they start out undercapitalized? Is that something that you've seen with a lot of small yes. businesses? Okay. I'll give the answer to both. Some people just, okay, I'm going to start my business without having the investment funds in there. Um, they're trying not to go to a bank because you, that's there's pros and cons to going to a bank, not having a, an investor. There's pros and cons to having an investor. And that can be very challenging to start a business without any capital. On the other hand, you may really be... Um, things might be so tight that you can't spend the additional dollar or they can't see the vision of the investment of the dollars because that's a key word. Sometimes people look at it as an expense, not an investment. If it's an investment, you're going to recoup that money and hopefully uh, three times, four times and the value of it based on what you're investing in so you can grow the business. If it's just an expense, that's the light bill. That's rent in the establishment. So it's, you really have to have that vision 
again, they're not taught that in college. Other than people being able to go out and get your book or to listen to you on the podcast, what are other ways that people can work with you? I work with small business owners one-on-one. You definitely can reach out to me through my website, which is ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com. Even there, I'm offering a free copy of my book, Business Marketing Maneuvers, which really goes into how I can find $100,000 or more in any business in 45 minutes and goes through some of these strategies. I know how hard it is to be a business owner. I'm one myself and having conversations with many business owners, including my it's a challenge. And a lot of people are flying blind, not because that, that wasn't their intent, but sometimes you do need a, a sounding board at the very least, or someone to help redirect you in the process to really get the business to where you had focused on wanting it to be. Now, we should have led with $100,000. <laughs> Look, that's, yeah, that is... Uh, it's amazing what you can find in the right circumstances. Well, if you had one piece of advice to give to a small business owner on how to play big faster, what would that be? I think you have to really look at who you are and what you are. You have to be realistic in the vision of what you're going to do. Sometimes things work out very easily for someone, but it takes perseverance. There's someone who he's on TikTok. He just started to do food reviews in his area. And all of a sudden he had a following and then people start to, he'd say something about a restaurant and within 24 hours, there'd be a line down the block of restaurants. And in in turn, he was making uh, he was really saving lives in the process with all these restaurants that weren't getting business and they just, no one knew what the, who they were, what they were and how great the food was. But in turn, he became a, a producer of content that he was able to monetize through clicks and also through people becoming sponsors of him in the process. Businesses can do that. He's an individual who just, he just is focused on what he wanted to do, but you have to have perseverance. You have to have a plan and a vision to be able to create that type of content for yourself, for your business, and to make that part of spreading, I guess, the joy of who you are. Awesome. And what is the best way for people to reach you? You can reach me again through my website, ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com, or reach me directly through LinkedIn at Howard Walpuff. That's always W-O-L-P-O-F-F. And always love the opportunity to answer questions and to be of help to someone. Thank you so much for joining us. And to everyone else, till next time, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode and remember to play big faster. 